Katie Knight and welcome to Can You Put Me On Guest List, the podcast that interviews some of the most successful and interesting people in the dance music industry. Today we chat to Jesse Rose. We all know Jesse for his incredibly successful 20-year career as a DJ and producer and for his down-to-earth and lovely personality. In 2017, he retired from music and set up his own creative agency called Original Creative Agency. The LA-based business have worked on huge, huge projects with some of the biggest brands and artists in the world, such as Apple, Google, Netflix, Lady Gaga, Duke Dumont, Rihanna and Dubfire, and are creating so many incredible things. Without creative direction, you literally just do things. I need to make a music video, so you make a music video. I need a, a cover, you make a cover. You need a logo, you make a logo, but there's no thought into where is that leading to? In this episode, we talk about the importance of creative direction in an artist's career, what artists and brands should keep in mind when creating custom content, where Jess's inspiration comes from, and much, much more. If you do enjoy this podcast, please remember to subscribe. I'll have new episodes for you every Thursday. Enjoy. Jesse, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's nice to see you. I haven't seen you for ages, actually. I haven't seen you for ages. I can't remember the last time. It's definitely like two years ago or something. In Barcelona somewhere. Probably. Loving the studios here. Thank Your you. Your offices, they're really, really nice. Yeah, my partner did a good job of buying the second oldest soundstage in Los Angeles um, six years ago and sort of doing it up. It's where it's had a crazy history, like um, from... Blurred Lines was shot here, uh, to Michael Jackson, Remember the Times, to Charlie Chaplin. Amazing. Yeah, insanity. Oh, I bet you get very inspired by things that have happened here. You know what, though? There's a a good saying that uh, luxuries are best enjoyed in small doses. And so after a while, you're just kind of annoyed that you have to walk for five minutes to get across... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from one side to the other. <laughs> so I do agree with that statement. Oh, nice. So as most people um, already know, you've had a very, very successful and amazing career for 20 years as a DJ and producer. Wow, you're aging me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In 2017, you decided that was going to come to an end. You released your last album, All Right Mate, and um, you went on your last tour, the Thanks for Stopping By tour. How was that last year for you? That was one of the best years of my career. I would say that that, um, it took me 10 years to become an overnight success, so I started when I was 14. I don't remember the year. Um, And I know that it kind of the success came in around 2004, 2005, and that that year was really amazing because it's the first time where you're like, wow, I can make a living and I'm traveling around the world. And the excitement of people seeing you for the first time. And it felt like that same excitement on the final tour because it really like, you know, people didn't, they knew it would be the last time that they would see you. So that the energy was really special. From the moment you made that decision, which I believe was in Greece on holiday, that was going to, mm. oh, right, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> From the moment you made that decision, did you know it was the right thing to do? Or have there ever been moments where you were like, oh, I wish I hadn't have done this? Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing was that about two, no, about a week before I came to the conclusion that I had to stop DJing because I'd already kind of done everything that I'd sort of dreamed to do and that you should really, when you get to the point of feeling like you've reached an ambition or fulfilled it, it's time to find the new thing for me personally. 
Um, I yeah, I had no idea before, and then I, I was in Greece um, with my girlfriend and um, had done like we were doing like a whole load of life coaching stuff, like just different exercises. And one thing you had to do was write your perfect day. And I wrote my perfect day, and it had nothing to do with what I was doing. <laughs> and like, like I, walk- I need to change yeah. something here. And, it, and then I walked in, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna like retire from DJing." And luckily, I've got a supportive girlfriend that was like, "Yeah, cool." Like, um, it's weird though because it wasn't that I didn't love DJing or I didn't love producing music or traveling around the world all the time, which I pretty much still do, but. Um, it was just more that, that, for me, I always need that challenge. Yeah. And you've obviously all, always been a very creative person um, and you've now set up your own agency, Original Creative Agency. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit what it's about and what kind of projects you're working on? So I set up this company uh, with my partner called Jesse Rogg, which is unbelievable <laughs> that you could find a partner with a name so close to yours. It's so similar. <laughs> you should have just called yeah. it Jesse Rogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have just called it, well, people say Jesse Squared or two Jessies. Or, yeah, it's, it's pretty mental. But yeah, I basically, um, after I came back from that holiday, which would have been, I guess, 2016, um, I'd worked out that, three things that I wanted my days to look like. I wanted to um, I wanted to be around inspiring people. I wanted to help people and I wanted to be creative and do different things every day, which is kind of four, but we'll put it into three. And I was like, how, what would that be? And I felt like, oh, that could be like creative direction and helping people, um, you know, in creative ways to fulfill their careers um and then I was like I don't want to start this from the very beginning like I don't want to do this on my own I'll call three really successful people that are already killing it (laughs) and I'll ask them to join a company of which I don't know much about because I haven't done it and they'll all say yes and we'll start this amazing company and I called these three people and everyone said yeah we're down we want to get involved (laughs) oh yeah cool so this kind of works um and so um yeah me and Jesse um set up the company here in Los Angeles but um we have like a partner company in London and in Frankfurt um and uh yeah it's that was yeah like two years ago or something now yeah but did you decide to set up this company because you kind of thought that it was something that was missing in the industry especially for artists well that's you're really great at your job. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly really? that. So there, so I wanted to do create like this creative stuff, but I realised like when I was being managed, I had some great, amazing managers in my time from Mark Gillespie to Simon White, like Mark Gillespie doing Calvin Harris, Simon White doing Phoenix and uh, Michael Cohen, who's Tiesto's old manager, um, to Kevin Kasatsu. So I had a bunch over the years, like over 20 years. And, and mostly what always happened in those situations was that I was way too underground to be managed by these amazing managers who were kept giving me like opportunities for things. And I kept going, no, no, I just want to play Panorama Bar. I don't want to do a Britney <laughs> Spears remix. Um, but what I did realise by being in those circles was that a lot of the time the artist is just left on their own and they're supposed to work out where they're going and how to get there and, um, you know, how everything should look. And actually, it's pretty impossible to do that. And, you know, very few people can do it well because it's really self-analyzing yourself. And, like, 
if we could all self-analyze ourselves, then therapists would go out of business. So, <laughs> so it was like about setting up a company where you would have your manager and your manager would do all the business and then we would be like your creative managers and we would we would do all the creative side. So everything for our clients that the consumer or the fan sees, we have kind of touched or look after. So whether that's like making music videos or whether that's like press shots or whether that's live shows or whether that's how your Instagram might look or your website and it's really set up for people that are really pretty high in their careers it's it's really for people that have kind of you know probably making sort of five million and up um and it's kind of like because in my mind it's quite easy weirdly and this sounds sort of terrible to say but it's actually quite easy to go from zero to somewhere because that sort of desperation and energy to get to somewhere kind of pushes you there but once you get to wherever there is it's really difficult to go from there to the next bit. So there was no other company doing that. So we're kind of the first company. You can get a creative director who looks after a music video, a pack shot, um, uh, maybe the tour, but they never do sort of the full 360 and it's never long term. Yeah. What lessons or experiences that you've learned in your 20-year career as a DJ or producer have you been able to apply to this new business? A lot. I mean, I mean, firstly, the whole thing that we set up when I decided to retire, all the life coaching stuff that we were working in this whole retreat, we used that a lot to work out how the next 10 years of someone's career is going to look. So that was the first really helpful thing. But then I've been helping like artists come through for like the whole of my career, whether it's like with Oliver Dollar or Reva Star or Zombie Disco Squad or, you know, whether it's Claude Von Stroke or Switch at the beginning. And so it's always been like, for me, a real fascination to watch people grow and also thinking about you know, how their logo's looking and how their artwork for their album's going to be and how it all kind of goes together. Because at the end of the day, it's like kind of the saddest thing in life is that the product is often the least relevant part. It's the packaging that really is makes the difference. So mm. it's not that one rice in a supermarket is better than another rice, but if one rice, and I'm saying that because my friend just started a rice company, has like a <laughs> smiley face on it and it's orange and the rest are in crappy packets, you'll probably buy this good-looking rice. Yeah, for definitely, yeah, for sure. It's an unfortunate truth to where we're at. So now it, branding becomes, and like creative becomes more important, sadly, than than, you know, just making music because you need people to believe in the brand before they click the button on Spotify to listen to it. I'm sure a lot of your creativity has come from the places that places you've visited, people you've met, things you've seen. What cultures and countries have inspired you the most throughout your whole time of traveling the world? Quite easy question, actually. <laughs> uh, easily, just just London and, and Japan. Really, e very very easily. Like and often. So when I start working with a client. Um, say Duke Dumont or Dubfire or whoever um it the first month is is making like a concept deck of how everything would look and a lot of my influences are coming from things that I've collected through the years in terms of like design ideas and and sort of fashion ideas that come from either London or Tokyo yeah but do you find it hard to find creativity for 
other people because I mean if it's something that is your own you kind of already you're always inspired by the same kind of things but when you're working on somebody else's projects and it might be something that maybe um completely different to yeah. your style or your yeah. aesthetic so do you find yeah, that that's hard? the absolute joy no no that's but, the absolute joy I mean there is the great thing is there's like seven creative directors in our in our company and so you do veer towards the things that relate more to you than other things, I guess. But actually, it's like, that is really the fun. Like, I spend actually a lot of my time going to this crazy library that's just outside LA on the top of a hill, and it's like an arts library and an art deco building, and just going through, like, books and and learning about all these different things. And I think that's something I'm really loving is, like, every day I'm just learning so much. Yeah. Why is creative direction so important in an artist's career? It's literally that the same going back. It's like, it's that the really, well, two things. One, that the branding is so important now for people to actually buy into what they're trying to let you hear. And, and secondly, it's like, without creative direction, you literally just do things. I need to make a music video, so you make a music video. I need a, a cover, you make a cover. You need a logo, you make a logo. But there's no thought into where is that leading to so if if your dream is to headline Coachella and and it's these type of people that you know you want to have as your fans you need to kind of think of how that logo is going to look in 10 years time rather than just making it that day because you thought it was cool that day do you think it becomes hard for DJs to stay creative because they're always on the road and or have you yeah. found that with experience that it, you do get to a point where you're like, I'm just non-stop, I'm always in the studio, I'm always touring, I'm always on the road, and you kind of just become blocked? Well, the being on the road the whole time is actually kind of inspiring because everywhere you're going, you're being inspired by what you see. So, I mean, just for me, I'm using, again, going back to before, like going to like Seoul or going to Mexico City or going to Lisbon, all these places that you go and you see all the artwork and the different fashion is stuff that you're sort of bringing into what you do. So I always found that traveling the world when you were DJing, you get inspired by little sounds that you heard that you might put into a record. But for me personally, doing the same thing over and over again, like I made 300 or something house records, at one point, the, I think that's really, there's a boundary of what creativity is and it felt kind of boxed and like if you're creative then you like you'll probably want to go and do a bunch of other things yeah you had a dream that was to make records and play all over the world you made that happen what other dreams do you have in life oh wow (laughs) i mean now like weirdly now like things that i didn't even dream of are like reality like i am writing a movie with an artist a client that we look after for bad robot which is jj abrams company the guy that did star wars and yes. one of the biggest production wow. uh, movie production companies in the world and and i'm kind of executively producing it doing the creative direction for this movie and working with like some insane people so that's that crazy yeah it's really mad How so like crazy. a lot of things the great thing about this job is that it leads to just lots of things that you didn't, you know, I've never written a script before and we're there writing a script and we don't really know what we're doing, but we know 
what we're trying to achieve and and it's just yeah that's like every day is different i bet you've learned so much as well since you started this new journey i've learned more in the last two years than i probably learned in the 10 years before that for sure yeah it just sounds so exciting coming to work yeah no it's good <laughs> it's exciting every day it's like that something different every yeah. day yeah and are you traveling a lot as well still I was, yeah, um, I, the only times that I travel is if we're launching a live show or if it's like a music video or say this year we're launching this thing for um, Dubfire called Code, which is like a night where he plays all night long and plays back to back with different DJs from different genres that we don't announce. So we did the first one in Art Basel and it was like Guy Gerber, Martinez Brothers, uh, Teeny, Guti and Radio Slave in a 200 capacity wow. venue that it was in like a Koyo Taka. I don't know if you know, you have to walk through a taqueria and then in the back is this amazing little club. So people were just going to see Dubfire all night. They knew there'd be special guests and then they were just kind of blown away by it. And that's something that we were able to put together here. And it's not actually because we're more um, creative than the people that we're working for. It's just that we get to spend our time thinking about those creative things. Yeah. You know, that's, I always say it's not like an ultra talent. It's really just that if you spend all your time doing one thing. But yeah, um, still traveling, but not in any way as much as quite happily losing my um, loyalty membership, like whatever. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling fine about that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> What main things should brands or artists keep in mind when creating custom content? Um, the, I mean, the real main thing, and people always say this, is to be yourself. And like you as yourself are original because no one is exactly like you. So if you really just dig into being yourself, you'll kill it because you are just an original thing. It's when you try to emulate other things that you really ruin it for yourself. And if you are being yourself at first, there'll be a resistance towards it because people aren't ready. People aren't ready for new things, but the, those are the things that really make a difference in the world. Like I was reading about um, Chanel last night, Coco Chanel, when she started designing and everyone was saying like, you are absolutely terrible. Like, everything you do is disgusting. Like, how could you take away the corset? Like, the corset <laughs> makes women look so good. And she's taken away to make, like, like, to make fashion comfortable and luxurious for women. And people are complaining about it. And, of course, she became, like, you know, yeah. the most famous like designer Canal. of all time. So, so if you want to do that, you've got, to, you've got to sort of be ready for a backlash as well. What are your top tips to staying creative? Well, hang out with people that make you think creatively is really good. So um, a lot of my friends work kind of in this kind of field, I guess. Um, and just going and seeing different things all the time and kind of being curious. The way to win as a, as a, as a creative director is to be cons constantly curious. Like, why is that like that? Like, why does a music video have to have music in it? Like... What would it be like if it was just people talking the lyrics? Like, what would that look like? Or what does it look like if... Yeah, in, any, in anything, you've got to be questioning why that is like that in order to find something new within it. Do you have, like, any daily routines or...? <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the look on your face was like, yes, I have a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, it, last year I didn't and I tried to work just in the standard way that you go to bed at like one in the morning and wake up at 10 and then you're rushing or eight in the morning rather than rushing. This year I wake up at 5am 
Oh, early. Uh, it's always dark when I wake up, pretty much. <laughs> um, and then I do half an hour of yoga, half an hour of meditation. I look over what happened yesterday. Um, I look over what's going to happen today, do all the to-do lists and stuff like that, have breakfast, have a shower, look at my emails and then get to work for nine o'clock in the morning. Nice. So yeah. you've already been working for a very long time and it's only yeah. 11 a.m. Yeah, it's a win. It's a win. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Um, it's been very, very interesting. It's been really good to hear what you've been up to as well. And I'm really excited for you. This is so, it just sounds so good. So, um, yeah, it's a fun ride. Thank you so much, Anna. Pleasure. Good luck for the rest of the year.